Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this Wednesday edition of the Riley and Kimmy Show, episode number 1,599. If you're listening on the day it's uploaded, it is May 2nd. Right next to me is... Jimmy! I got one name! Get it! Hello, everybody! Hello, everybody! Hi! Hi. I'm your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. That is so true, and the hero of this story, she's the hero, but she's also something else, is right next to me. She's always doing something new uh, in the world of old uh, because we talk about nostalgia. That's right. Uh, heavily focus on nostalgia and retro uh, memories. That's what the Riley and Kimmy show is all about. We also talk about current pop culture things, and it could be anything because that pop culture world is huge. Today is Wednesday. Now, Kimmy, what does the day Wednesday, what does it hold uh, importance for in the world of nerdum? Well, that's when new comic book stuff comes out. Yeah, that's right. Brand new stuff at comic book stores across the country. Over here is my comic book collection. Feel free to browse. There's a box of disposable reading gloves on the nightstand. Oh, you can add to that comic book collection today. But I tell you what, if you don't even have a comic book collection, great day to start your comic book collection is coming up this Saturday. Right, Kimmy? That's right. It's Free Comic Book Day. You got it. That's right. It's this Saturday. It's Free Comic Book Day throughout the country at participating comic book stores. Please visit your local comic book store. If you've never been to one, this is an opportunity to really find out what the world of comic books is all about. It might actually surprise you what it is about. It's more than just capes. That's right. Uh, It's a wide world. That's what comic books are about it. You can find just everything in comic books. Comedy, romance, suspense, horror. It's all there. And that's happening this Saturday. Free comic book day. It's a place to be. And a great uh, thing that was put together to describe what free comic book day is all about. It's a bunch of comic book creators talking about it. Here's Billy Tushi kicking off what free comic book day is all about. Every year, the first Saturday in May, the entire industry, retailers all across the fruited plain, hold what is called free comic book day. And that is where they invite families to meet comic creators, they hand out free books, and it's just a big family fun day for all. Free comic book day uh, is a day of celebration of our hobby and uh, brings in people that do not 
usually come in and frequent a comic shop. A new generation of readers can't be anything but good, and so Free Comic Book Day provides an opportunity to, to make or create new readers and new fans, which is incredible. It's great. If you don't participate in Free Comic Book Day each and every year when the retailers are giving you that opportunity to just come by, get a look at some really cool stuff that's going to be coming out as far as preview comics, it's a disservice to yourself. It opens doors to people who don't really read comics because there's so many different genres out there besides just heroes and capes. And when someone doesn't really know that and they go into Free Comic Book Day and they see other things that are different genres, they start seeing the genres they like, like horror or comedy. The best thing is seeing uh, families come in with their kids and, and the way it's become sort of like a, like a family event. I think that's really nice. I love it personally because it brings people in that might ordinarily not pick up a comic, might not read a comic. There's the old adage, oh, comics are for kids. No, come in, grab a free comic book. It should be a national holiday. And ultimately, we want to grow, grow our readership, grow our industry, and basically make content that's going to make your day because it makes our day. I think Free Comic Day is one of the most important days as a comic book professional. Um, being able to chance to meet fans and it's all about freedom and, and having fun. Um, and really, in a lot of ways, it's celebrating what we love. That's what Free Comic Day is. And that's creator Ken Lashley talking about Free Comic Book Day with some others. And now you might have heard uh, Dan Parrott, known for uh, Archie and many others. We have the video of that available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. One of the things that's left off there talking about Free Comic Book Day is literacy. That's right. It's a great way to encourage individuals to read, maybe for the first time, or just to help with the reading. It opens up doors. If you know somebody who loves the recent Marvel movie, or maybe they're a DC fan, they love the TV shows, the Netflix superhero shows, this is an opportunity to introduce them where all of that material comes from. I'm I'm always surprised to find individuals that have no idea that this stuff is from comic books. And you can you know, celebrate with cosplay. It's great for the family. And that's at your local participating comic book store. Be sure to check out the comic book stores in your area. If you are fortunate like we are in Central Florida, we live in an area that has many comic book stores. And each one has a different spin on it. So find the one is perfect for you. Check with your friends. Check their Facebook pages, by the way. And one of the cool things a lot of comic book stores do is they bring in special guests. Some of them sketch. Some of them sign. And you can find that at your local comic book shop. And speaking of a local comic book shop, a comic book store nearby in the R area that is bringing in a special guest. They're bringing in this Saturday good friend to the Riley and Kimmy show. That is George Lowe, the voice of Space Ghost. Hi, kids. Space Ghost here, barking a happy tune with my close personal chums, Riley and Kimmy. And you are twitching and grooving with the Riley and Kimmy experience. <laughs> wow, how 60s is that? Riley's got on his skull suit and his matching skull pants. And you don't want to know about his femur bone underwear. Or was it a pinky bone? I'm sorry. Now Kimmy's mad at me. Uh, George will be this Saturday in Bartow, Florida. You can visit him at Main Street Comics and Memorabilia starting at about 10 o'clock. I'm sure he'll be uh, recording uh, special greetings for you if you'd like. He'll sign your Space Ghost uh, merchandise, uh, maybe pop vinyls or comic books. And I have a feeling... You just might be able to ask George to sketch something for you. He is an artist. Most people uh, that are involved in the world of comic books don't realize that. But he is an accomplished artist. 
Matter of fact, we have some of his artwork that he has done for the Riley and Kimmy Show on our Facebook page. You can find that. So meet George Lowe. That is this Saturday, free comic book day. That's at Main Street Comics and Memorabilia starting at 10. We have links to Main Street Comics and Memorabilia. Also, that video to the audio we heard about free comic book day. You can see all the comic book creators talking about free comic book day. Along with that, we have links to easily listen to us any time of day or night. iHeartRadio, iTunes, SoundCloud, just to name a few. All the archived episodes available, too. And we have links to our social media. Hey, help the show grow. Find out where we will be next. And opportunities to win through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and other social media like YouTube and Tumblr and more. You can find all those links on our website. What is our web address, Kimmy? RileyandKimmy.com Find archived podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. They have a really good show. They're in the know. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Shall we play a game? Yeah, that's a big question on a wacky way back Wednesday. That's what it is, and I'm going to ask the wacky one. Does she want to go back in time to play a thrilling game of pop culture trivia? What say you, Kimmy? Well, yeah. Okay, I need to warn you, the timeline is slightly adjusted, meaning it is not in chronological or linear order everywhere. There's been some uh, adjustments. It's kind of wacky. Perfect for a wacky Wednesday. It's sort of like I am. So feel free to help Kimmy out with answers. She believes in time travel answers, so talk to, whisper to, yell at if you can. Whatever computing device you have the Riley and Kimmy show playing on right now, it could be anything because we are mobile. We are global. You can take us anywhere on planet Earth. Yes, laptop, desktop, tablet, smartphone, yeah, all those things, any computing device, possibly the uh, wristwatch or, hey, hey, maybe glasses or a hologram. Who knows? We're there for you. And be sure to educate older possible listeners to the Riley and Kimmy show that they can listen on any type of computing device. Right, Kimmy? That's right. Yeah, help help them out. You'll be doing a service. That's right. And, hey, play along with family members. If there's something here we talk about you're not really familiar with, maybe it's a lot older than you are, it's a great opportunity to We'll start a discussion with some family member or older friend. You can say, hey, I heard uh, these two idiots talking about blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it, it can open up all kinds of conversation and really help, you know, put down that smartphone for dinner and maybe have a conversation. Yeah. Okay, here we go. The very first question we have for you, Kimmy, is in this category. It is movies, and we're looking for the year within five years this movie first premiered, Kimmy, or actually released on this date. Identify the movie, though, first. That's what we're looking for. Here is your clue. In 1967, an international secret agent was cryogenically frozen in case the world ever required his services again. Now, evil is threatening the Earth. And the time has come to bring him back into the 90s. Ah! It's not unusual Allow myself to introduce myself. Danger's my middle name. I'm going to need you to sign these release forms. Okay, name. 
Sex? Yes, please. In his time, he was the coolest secret agent alive. Unfortunately, it's freedom, baby. Yeah. This is not his time. He's a swinger in a square world. A lot's changed since 1967. Bring on the sexy snooze, man! Yeah! We're called flight attendants now. And he's a stranger in a strange land. Ow! That really hurt! Who throws a shoe? Honestly. Yeah, baby! Yeah! Kimmy, can you identify, first of all, who the star of that movie is? Mike Myers? Yeah, and what is the name of the movie? Austin Powers. And? And? Okay, we'll accept the that. spy. No, you're, getting, I, your, I you're getting yourself in trouble. It's Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. What year, within five years, did this film come out? Um, 2006. Came out in 1997. And oh. can you tell me who his co-star was, Kimmy? A... Who played the Austin nope. Powers girl? You know, not a Bond girl. Who played the Powers girl? Mm, can't do it. Elizabeth Hurley. Have you ever seen that movie, in all I, fairness? I have not. You sure? No, I haven't. I think she has. I think she forgot it. Have you? I don't know. That's just, yeah, I have no clue. I don't know. Hmm. No, what do you, what do you I mean? haven't. Have you? Have you seen that without me? <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? That's exactly what I'm saying. Now you're saying you didn't go to that. You went to that movie without me. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Settle down. One of us sleeps and another one doesn't. Keep that in mind. Uh-huh. You know, Kimmy, it has been on television since uh, it's released. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Have you seen it without me? All right, next one, Kimmy. It was on this date. This person's first radio show debuted on NBC. Can you tell me who it is? The year he started was 1932. Here he is talking about his radio career. Tell me who it is. Hello again. Before you say anything, listen to me. you got to hear my side of it. I know I've been on the air a long time, but I'm not through yet. Honest, I'm not. There's still a few good years left in me. Well, there were quite a few good years left in front of him. Can you tell me who that is? Jack Benny. That's right. 1938, this person records this song. See if you can identify this golden voice. A tisket, a tasket, a brown and yellow basket. I send a letter to my mommy on the way. I dropped it, I dropped it, I dropped it. Yes, on the way I dropped it. A little girl, he picked it up and put it in her pocket. She was trucking on down the avenue when not a single thing to do. She went a peck, peck, pecking all around when she spied it on the ground. She took it, she took it, my little yellow basket. And if she doesn't bring it back, I think that I will die. 1938, can you tell me who that is? Ooh, that's tough. That's not Doris Day. I thought you would guess Doris Day, actually. It's not Doris Day. Now, you would know her many years later, Kimmy. She would be part of a television commercial saying, is it live or is it Memorex? Ooh, Ella Fitzgerald? That's Ella. 1938. The year is 1955. The Pulitzer Prize is awarded to this playwright for Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Who is it? Tennessee Ford? Tennessee Williams? <laughs> yes, it was Tennessee Williams, Kimmy. Uh, it wasn't Tennessee Ernie Ford, no. Okay. It was on this date, 1960. This recording artist left the Drifters and signed a deal with a record company. Can you identify who it is? So, darling, darling, stand by me. Oh, stand by me. Oh, stand by me. Stand by 
Can you tell me who that is? Sam Cooke? Ooh, close, kind of. Well, not it's my quite. my go-to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of, I get it. Okay, uh, it's Benny King. The year is 1965. This British group made their second appearance on this TV show. Identify the TV show and tell me the group. Here's your clue. And now, back to our stage from England. <laughs> Can you tell me the name of the British band? The Rolling Stones. And tell me the name of the TV show. Um, the Ed Sullivan Show. That's correct. 1965. You might be able to catch that on Decades TV. They run the best of. They've actually edited these down. I wish they hadn't, actually. But they've edited them down. You see the bands play and stuff. They're, they're, they're really tightly edited. It's really cool. But I, from a nostalgia point, would like to see the entire show and the interaction of Ed and, and people like that. You might be able to catch that on Decades TV. It was on this date, Kimmy, 1974. Filming of this movie began in Martha's Vineyard. Identify the film. You're going to need a bigger boat. Can you identify the movie? Jaws. Moving to the world of music. Here's 1977. This song is recorded. Identify the hit. It hit number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100. And tell me who recorded it. What is the name of that hit? You Look Beautiful Tonight? Judges? Uh, they say okay. And then she asked me, do I look alright? And I say yes, you look wonderful tonight. Wonderful Tonight, recorded by whom? Eric Clapton. You're right, 1977. Moving to 1979, this band performs their first concert after the death of Keith Moon. What's the name of the band? The Who. That's right. Kenny Jones, formerly of Faces, was the new drummer. Staying in 1979, the 14th Academy of Country Music Awards happens. Artist of the Decade. Gimme, tell me who wins that Artist of the Decade. Well, I Who is that? Loretta Lynn. You're right. Entertainer of the year. Tell me who it is. Blue skies smiling at me. Nothing but blue skies do I see. Blue birds singing song. Nothing but blue skies from now on. Who is that? Well, I don't know that song, but that's Willie Nelson. I figured you would know the voice. You don't know Blue Skies? Mm -mm. That was actually a crossover hit for him, or the country charts, and also the pop 
charts as well. Mm-hmm. Moving 10 years, 1989, this debut album is released. It would become the Billboard Album of the Year on the country charts in 1990. Title track is the second single from that album. It hits number one. Tell me who the recording artist is. Things I ought to still would not be mine. So I keep a tight grip on the bottle. Getting loose and killing time. This killing time is killing me. Give me wore a black hat on the album CD cover. Can you tell me who it is? Clint Black. Yes. Moving to 1992, this person receives an honorary doctorate of music degree from Berkeley College. Tell me who it is. Something we don't talk about. Who is it, Kimmy? Bonnie Raitt. You're right. The year is 1997. This person announces he is separating from Marla Maples. Who is it? Donald Trump. You're right. The year is 2002. It is announced, it is reported that this comedian has retired. Tell me who it is. Well, I got sick and tired of having the dog drag me out in the yard and bury me. (laughs) Who is that? Phyllis Diller. You're right. Celebrity and notable birthdays, famous people born on this date in history. The year is 1903. This baby doctor and author is born. He wrote the book, The Common Sense Book of Baby and Child Care. And his stuff was talked about for years on talk shows. Can you tell me who it is? Dr. Spock? Yes, that's correct. The year is 1903, sort of. Well, this person kind of has two birthdays. This singer-actor... According to him, he was born on this date in 1904, May 2nd, 1904. But his actual birthday was May 3rd, 1903. But he insisted and celebrated his birthday today. So we're going to do the same. You know, because he said it was his birthday, even though it wasn't. The birth certificates and records and everything say it was a different year and um, a different day. He was the best-selling recording artist of all time, having sold over 1 billion analog records and tapes, as well as digital compact discs and downloads around the world. Who was born on this date, or actually maybe tomorrow, can you tell me who it is? Well, if you go down in the woods today, you're sure of a big surprise. If you go down in the woods today, you'd better go in disguise. For every bear that ever there was will gather there for certain because today's the day the teddy bears have their picnic. Every teddy bear who's been good is sure of a treat today. There's lots of marvelous things to eat and some wonderful games to play. Beneath the trees where nobody sees, they'll hide and seek as long as they please because that's the way the teddy bears have their picnic. Can you tell me who that is? Bing Crosby. That's right. Born... Today, that's for sure, well, sort of, maybe, uh, he could have been born actually tomorrow. Uh, yeah, it's either May 2nd or May 3rd. He said May 2nd, 1903. The year's 1907. This person, you, ha- you have no clue who this is, Kimmy, but he was a major influence on many comedians, especially one who is going to be appearing in Orlando at Megacon. The person's name is Pinky Lee, born on this date, 1907. He was an American burlesque comic 
but more known for being a host of a children's television program, The Pinky Lee Show. In the early 1950s, he dressed wild like sort of Pee Wee Herman would eventually, and he was manic in his openings and performances. From Hollywood, California, we bring you The Pinky Lee Show with a carload of gags, giggles, and games for everybody. And now... I sip and run, we lots of fun to every he is he. It's plain to see that you can tell is me behind my checkered hat and checked his coat. My funny giggle in my throat. My silly dance like a bully goat. Put them all together, put them all together, and it's All during live television, he was extremely manic, and matter of fact, that kind of bit him in the butt in a way, because in 1955, he collapsed on camera due to an infection. Now, his normal antics were being crazy, bouncing around and everything, and everybody thought this was normal. The cameraman and the show's director assumed that this was all part of an ad lib, the fall that he had, and he was thrashing around on the floor for at least 10 seconds or more with the camera focused on him, before somebody realized something's just not quite right, and they then move the camera over to the children audience or the kids, and the kids are applauding and having a great old time, and the camera then moves away, and he didn't return to the show. Mm. Now, because of that, people thought he died on the TV episode, but he didn't. So for many years, they you know they'd say Picky Lee died on his TV show of a heart attack, which he did not. He would live for much longer mm. into the 80s uh, is when he did pass on. It was 1980, or it was actually 1993, passed on at the age of 85. But Pinky Lee, born on this date, if you have an older relative or a friend, uh, you might want to ask them about Pinky Lee. And he was an influence on Pee Wee Herman. There's no question about it. So if you're at Megacon in Orlando, ask Pee Wee Herman about Pinky Lee. Yeah. He might dig that. Yeah. All right. Moving back to birthdays, this person's 82 years old. Kimmy, a singer. Identify who it is. He had a number four hit in 1967. Please release me. Let me go. Oh, I don't love you anymore. Can you identify who is celebrating number 82, Kimmy? Um, Engelbert Humperdinck? That's impossible. Really? That is <laughs> impossible, Kimmy. We, I thought we'd have to go to his 1978 hit. How did you know the hump? Uh, just kind do of you have, sounded a little smarmy. So do, you, do you have some Humperdink in your collection? No, I don't. Have you been to a Humperdink no, concert? No, I have not. Uh, is there something you need to tell me, Kimmy? No. All right, this next person, born 1937, best known as a voice actor, Kimmy. 
He was part of a certain television show, a comedy. See if you can identify the TV show. Tell me the TV show he's known for. Hello, this is Carl on your door, man. What can I do for you, Mr. Chapman? Well, I was just about to have some breakfast. Finished. I'll be right up. But don't plan in any funny stuff because I'm not coming in. Can you tell me the name of the TV show he's famous for? Uh, Rhoda? That's right. That's Carlton, your doorman. Lorenzo Music, born on this date, also known as the voice of Garfield. Hey, I wouldn't believe a grown man with duckies and horsies on his pajamas. Let me think how to solve this. Maybe I can call the Ghostbusters. Nah, their show was canceled. Now, that was an inside joke because he was a voice on the Ghostbusters cartoon. It was kind of a little inside thing. And you might know him as one of the crash test dummies for the public service announcements. He was Larry the crash test dummy. Did a lot of commercials, too, on television. Voiced them. Should a trucker smell like honeysuckle? Yeah, right. That's why Ivory has no heavy perfumes, no dyes, no deodorants. Because you're sweet enough just the way you are. Ivory, the clean queen. Master voice talent Lorenzo Music, born on this date, 1937, died 2001 at the age of 64. Next person, recording artist, born on this date, 1946. Here's one of her big hits. Tell me who it is. is that, Kimmy? Um, Prove to me you listen to the oldie stations I used to be part of. Peggy Lee? Uh, no, no, that's Leslie Gore, born in the state 1946, died 2015 at the age of 68. Next person, Kimmy, tell me who it is with this little bitty clue, and tell me how old he is within five years. Former wrestler, actor, nicknamed The Rock. Who is it? Dwayne Johnson. Yes, how old is he today within five years? 41. Uh, he give you a fist bump. He is 46 today. Notable and celebrity deaths. Famous people who passed away on this date in history. It was on this date, Kimmy, 1519. This artist dies at the age of 67. He is widely considered one of the greatest painters of all time. The Last Supper is his and the Mona Lisa. Who is it? Rembrandt. Leonardo da Vinci. Moving over to somebody else born on this date. Why do I ask you art questions? Okay. Moving over to somebody else who passed away on this date in history. 1972, he was the first director of the FBI. He dies at the age of 77. Who is it? J. Edgar Hoover. Yes. The year is 1984. This American game show host and creator of game shows dies of cardiac arrest at the age of 66. He is... Forever identified with this game show. See if you can identify it. Kimmy, can you identify this game show that made its premiere on CBS TV 1972 at the same time as two other classic game shows? Hmm. Gambit? That's interesting because it debuted the same day as Gambit. It also debuted the same day as The Price is Right. What would it be? Mm. Joker's Wild? 
Kimmy is right. Tell me who the host of the Joker's Wild was. Thank you very much, and welcome once again to the Joker's Wild, where players determine their own fate by spinning the category wheels and trying to accumulate $500 and becoming the champion. We hailed and crowned a new champion on our last program, and he is about to give us a decision as to whether he wants to risk his money or not. Let's first find out who he is. Johnny? Nice to have you back here on the Joker's Wild. On our last program, you... Became the champion, you won $500, you won yourself a whole flock of prizes, as a matter of fact, over $2,000 worth of prizes, and you were, have been thinking very hard about whether you want to go on or quit. Let me point out the options you have. If you quit, you have your $500 and all your prizes. If you go on and lose the next game, you'd lose the $500. But if you should win two more games, you'd break the jackpot. In the jackpot right now, in cash, you would take home an extra $4,550, and in addition, you'd get this beautiful gift. Can you tell me who that is? I used to like that game show, too, but I can't tell you who the host was. Yeah, that is Jack Barry, who also create, he created that show, and he also created Tic-Tac-Doe and other game shows. Very successful, although he was part of controversy with the, uh, you know, the scandals of the 50s, but actually came back from that with success. 2010, this actress dies at the age of 67. You probably don't know her for any of her film work, Kimmy, or stage work, but you know her for commercials. There's lasagna with ricotta, which I really love a lot of. Pizza with pepperoni, mozzarella, no bologna. A gorgeous thing, creamy chicken a la king. Weight Watchers has 23 entrees. That's more deliciousness than anybody else. 23, including chicken sweet and sour, southern fried or cacciatore, spaghetti, ravioli, and the ziti macaroni. This filet or fish or crattin. Oh, now what have I forgotten? Weight Watchers. This is living. Can you tell me who that is? Julie Andrews? That's a very good guess, though. It is actually Lynn Redgrave, who passed away on this date at the age of 67, 2010. Next person, 2014, passed away at the age of 95, known for a couple of TV shows. He also did voiceover work in animation. He's known for this show. See if you can identify it, Kimmy. Tell me the name of that TV show. You have me completely stumped. 77 Sunset Strip. 77 Sunset Strip. 77 Sunset Strip. He was part of that show and then eventually this one. See if you can identify it, Kimmy. know this TV show. I don't know this one either. It's called the FBI. We won't ask you who it is. It's Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. who passed away on this date. He was the voice of Alfred in many cartoons, uh, the Batman animated series and its spinoffs. I think you did a fantastic job today, Kimmy. 
Thank you. Yeah, we do, especially on this Way Back Wednesday. I think you did a great job. Thank you. Thank you for paying attention, at least, uh, for a little bit. I did pretty good. Yeah, you you, you did. Uh, you know, Jar Jar Binks, no gooberfish nope. stuff. Yeah, thank you for uh, focusing. And we have something as a treat for you coming up, Kimmy, something I'm quite certain you probably have never seen before, a golden age of radio production of a certain movie. It'll be highlighting something we talked about on Trivia. We have that on the way on the Riley and Kimmy Show. I'm Patrick Riley. I'm Kimmy. We're the Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. We're available for your next event in Florida. Please consider the Riley and Kimmy Show for your pop culture or nostalgia-based events. Art shows. Exhibitions. Festivals. Grand openings. Home and garden shows. Car shows. Collectible shows. Conventions. Animal and pet-related events. Let us promote your event with customized commercials and interviews. Live on-site promotions and podcasts. Please contact us on Facebook Messenger. All communications kept confidential. We mentioned just a little bit ago about, well, Bing Crosby, maybe it's his birthday, maybe it's not. At least he thinks it is, or he did think it was uh, his birthday. So in honor of his birthday, in his eyes, we decided to focus on a Golden Age of Radio episode, and he did many. He was no stranger to the old-time radio days. We have a 1943 production called The Road to Morocco. Jeff and Orville are two... Well, two uh, stowaways, and they find themselves adrift on a raft in the Mediterranean. After 48 hours of what seems like 48 days, they find themselves on land and discover a signpost pointing to Morocco. This is a crazy journey. Starring Bing Crosby with Bob Hope and actress Jenny Sims. This is not audio lifted from the classic film. This is an actual independent radio production. Fantastic ear candy. Going back in time, here's our tribute to Bing Crosby. The year is 1943. The freighter star of Cape Town was sunk today off the coast of Africa by a series of mysterious explosions. All hands are safe and accounted for with the exception of two unidentified stowaways. Just a minute, Lou. All right, that's enough music. Hold it. Hold the music. Ladies and gentlemen, we aren't going to set a scene for tonight's play, for those two unidentified stowaways have been found. They're right here in the theater with us. These two boys are cousins, Jeff and Orville Peters. They went through this experience together, and we're going to hear about it in their own words. Orville Peters, will you tell us, please, about the time you spent on that raft after the shipwreck? Forty-eight days in a raft. Forty-eight days under the broiling sun without food and water. Forty-eight days. What do you mean, forty-eight days? It was forty-eight hours. We had plenty of water. Now, just a minute, Jeff. What are you trying to do, get a four-page spread in life or something? Forty-eight days. Listen, who's telling this story? We're both telling it. You heard what the man said. The man said we're both supposed to tell it. Well, the man asked me to start, didn't he? All right. Get it straight. All right. Forty-eight hours in a raft. Better. Forty-eight hours drifting helplessly on the sea. Oh, I didn't care about myself. It was... 
Well, it was my cousin Jeff I was worried about. Oh, isn't this awful? Listen to him. Jeff was, well, Jeff was all on edge. It got to the point where he was biting my fingernails. Cut it out, will you, Jeff? Cut it out! Cut out that whistling. I can't stand it anymore. Yeah, yeah now. Yeah, what's the matter, son? Whistling, whistling, all the time whistling. Your mother must have been frightened by a tea kettle. Now, Orville, take it easy. Take it easy, he says. Look at us, two on a raft, sunny side up. I'll tell you how to get home, you said. We'll stow away, you said. No, sir, I said. Don't be a sap, you said. No, sir, I said. We're stowing away, and that's that, you said. No, sir, I said. Yeah, tata, yeah, tata, yeah, tata, yeah. What a brilliant conversationalist you are. Yeah, I took one look at that seagoing crate, and I knew it would blow up in our faces. Mm, wait till they find out who was smoking in the powder room. <laughs> Never mind that. Now look at us. Food gone. Nothing to eat. Um, say, hey, what's that, that bulge in your pocket there? Huh? Yeah, the oh, that bulge? Oh, that's just a little... Yeah, what is it? Come I... on, let's see. Come on, reach. Well, I tell you, it's only... <laughs> Well, what do you know? Look. Yeah, well, what do you know? Two biscuits. Holding that on me, huh? Well, I was going to wait for your birthday and put a candle on yours. <laughs> sweet, sweet. You don't mind if I bite into my portion, do you? No, go on, bite. What do I care? Thank you, Turkey. You can spit your teeth right over here next to mine. <laughs> like biting into a blockbuster. Well, Turkey, we got to face it. We may be days and days and days without seeing ship or land. We're going to get hungry. Mighty hungry. What do you mean, get hungry? When we started, this raft was nine feet long. <laughs> Tell you what we'll do. We'll toss a coin. You ready? Go ahead, toss. Here we go. Now, Turkey, you call it. What's the date on the nickel? Uh, 1910. You're right, 1910. But what month? <laughs> June. That's pretty close. It's July. Well, that's the way it goes. Somebody loses, somebody wins. Okay, so you win the nickel. See if you can find any white meat on that buffalo. <laughs> Turkey, old man, I have a TL for you. We tossed for something much deeper than that. Yeah? I remember a story once about two fellas like us, castaways and hungry. They tossed a coin, too. Uh-huh. The fellow who survived used to tell his grandchildren about his pal's sacrifice. Hey, that's very... Hey, wait a minute. What pal's sacrifice? I don't know, though. You're all blubber. Not much meat. You wouldn't make a good-sized patty, fatty. <laughs> you mean you... Jeff, you're losing your buttons. You mean you'd eat me without ketchup? <laughs> don't do it, Jeff. There must be an easier way to get on We the People. <laughs> calm down. Now, calm down, Junior. I'm not going to do anything right away. I might not do anything for a week or so. Not until I get desperate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jeff, listen, you wouldn't like me once I bit my tongue and I tasted awful. Help, Jeff, don't help! Turkey, Jeff. look. Huh? Look over there. Am I seeing things? What's the matter? Look! It's land! Land? Land! Yoo-hoo! We're saved! We're saved! Yeah, there was land. We jumped off the raft and started to swim to shore. But Jeff was weak and he couldn't make it. Who was weak? Who was that? So I put my arm around his waist... I just made it and started to swim with one hand. Boy, I saved his life that day. Oh, brother, get I this. I pulled him up on the beach. He was all in, unconscious. I started to work over him. I worked for hours. Come on, Turkey. Turkey. Come on, open your eyes. Open up, Junior. You'll be all right. Come on, boy. Come on, boy. Oh. Come on now. Oh. Come on. 
Gee, this is a switch, me getting slapped by a man. <laughs> Say, what happened? Well, you tried to save me, Junior. Come on now. That's a big boy. That's... Oh, stop slapping me. I'm conscious now, ain't I? Well, it's hard to tell with you. <laughs> yeah, fine pal you are. All, all I hope is that Aunt Lucy's looking down from above and seeing the way you're treating me lately. Oh, you're going to start stuffing Aunt Lucy down my throat again? Yeah, well, never mind. She toss, saw you tossing that coin and licking your chops. You're certainly sloughing off your promise to her. Aunt Lucy, boy, I can see her now lying there in her dying bed, looking at you with those big, trusting eyes. Before I go, Jeff, promise me you'll always be a friend to little Orville, she said. No matter what happens, you'll never leave the little jerk, she said. Promise me. Yeah, and then she up and died before I had a chance to say no. <laughs> Jeff, don't. What's the matter with you? Boy, I only hope she didn't hear that. You know, the dead have a way of coming back. Oh, get out. When they're dead, they're dead. Not Aunt Lucy. She was a Republican. <laughs> She was such a good Republican, she had her will chiseled on a Wilkie button. <laughs> okay, Junior, okay. What we got to do now is find out where we are, hmm? Is that right? Right. Let's see. Oh, look. There's a signpost. Hey, see what it says. The road to Morocco. Morocco, 74 miles. Last chance for gas and oil. Fill up at Flanagan's. <laughs> and keep to the right to let Rommel buy. <laughs> Say, what do you know? <laughs> Listen, do you hear something? I didn't hear nothing. Listen. There. You catching up a cold, Junior? I didn't do that. It came from way over there, behind that sand dune. Well, jumped up Jehoshaphat. Look at that. It's a horse. A horse? Oh, did you ever hear of a horse with, with a long neck and two great big bumps on his back? Leaving yourself open, aren't you, Dad? <laughs> Don't be silly. That's a camel. That's a ship of the desert, and right now we're going sailing. Come on, get up on that camel, Junior. Okay, where do I sit? Get in that rumble seat. I'm going to steer. Boy, what a ride. This is the first time I ever did the rumble seat. Get up, down. girl. Come on, girl. Hang on, Junior. We're off on the road to Morocco. This taxi is tough on the spine. Where we're going, why we're going, we'll know by and by. We'll meet Jenny Sims Or we'll know the reason why We're off, off on the road to Morocco What's your tempo? Hang on till the end of the line I hear this country's where they do The dance of the seven veils We'd tell you more But we would have the censor on our tails We certainly do get around like Webster's Dictionary, we're Morocco-bound. We're off on the road to Morocco. Look out! Well, clear the way, cause here we come. The men eat fire, sleep on nails, and saw their wives in half. Seems to me there should be easier ways to get a laugh. We're off on the road to Morocco. And somewhere I feel kind of numb For any villains we might meet We haven't any fears Paramount will protect us Cause we're signed for five more years We certainly do get around Like a complete set of Shakespeare That you buy in the corner drugstore For a dollar ninety-eight We're Morocco bound 
Or like a volume of more kind that you buy in the department store at Christmas time for your cousin Julia with Morocco We arrived just at sundown at the quaint little Moroccan city of... Here, here, what are you trying to do? <laughs> what are you trying to do? Well, it's my turn to tell the story now. Well, where? I'll be good, too. All right, you won't be good. Well, we arrived just at sundown. You can read all the lines. You just let you me start, yeah. <laughs> Standing there looking out the window. The quaint little Moroccan city of Karamish. We stood in the crowded marketplace watching the hawkers vending their wares and the native rug peddlers ruddling their pegs. See what I mean? <laughs> Everything was serene, and then the gates of the town were flung open, and 20 horsemen came riding into town. This occasioned a slight flurry of excitement. Orville! Orville, where are you? Right over here behind these goose pimples. Well, I reckon there's been some sort of a shooting ruckus down at the Buckeye Saloon, huh? Yeah, I ain't looking for trouble, partner, but if trouble comes to looking for me, I'm going to be mighty hard to find. Uh, I <laughs> wonder what it was all about. Let's ask somebody. Let's ask that fellow there. Yeah, why don't we? Hey, uh, hey, you there. What's the excitement, Grandpa? Who are those fellas? He is Moulay Kassim, the desert sheik. Well, what's he so excited about? Did he hear from his draft board? <laughs> he loves the Princess Shalmar of Karamish. He has come here to ask her to marry him. Must be a Donnybrook when he comes for a divorce, huh? So long, Grandpa. Say, Jeff, I'm hungry. I wonder if you can get a hand out in this burg. Place looks like it's loaded with food. Look at that. Something to eat, please? Nice cutlets, figs and dates, meat pies? Oh, no, thanks. We ate only four days ago. <laughs> but could we just hang around and reminisce? Boy, look at that food. I wish I had my drool cup with me. <laughs> my <agent>. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, good evening, brother. I'll have some of those. <laughs> A little of that and some of those. <laughs> Take all you want, my friend, all you want. Money? <laughs> money? No, no, no money. Take all you need, my friend. <laughs> you too much of that cheese, I know. <laughs> what is this? Free cold cuts around here, everything on the house? Boy, that USO really gets around, doesn't it? <laughs> Well, what are we waiting for? I'll take a meat pie. Have one on me, Jeff. Sure, everybody grab. Take the hands off the food. Ow! See, I did. The other fellow did it. Why can't we? He is not sane. To us, such unfortunate ones are sacred. Everything is free to the dim-witted. Well, my friend here isn't exactly John Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> Say, I don't think that's fair. Hey, wait. Come over here, Turkey. Come here. Hey, can you imagine that? Just because a guy's got a loose bolt, he don't need a ration stamp. <laughs> Come on, now stop wrapping your rack and come over here. Look at me. Let me see. Look at me here. What's that? Yeah, you'll do fine. You're all right. Hey, what's the idea of casing me like that, huh? Turkey, from now on, you're sacred. What do you mean, sacred? You just became a full-blooded American idiot. Oh, no, no, no. You do it. Who's going to believe I'm an idiot? With the head start you got? Now, all you got to do is go into a shop, you put on that silly look, and you talk like this. Now, watch. You do like this. Hmm? I'll take some of those, and I want some of those, and I'll take some of those, and I want some of those. Let me have that slow. You like this? <laughs> I'll take some of those and I want some of those and some of those and some of those and I want some of those. <laughs> you feel all right, Daddy? <laughs> let me hear you do it. Come on, now, let me hear you. I'll take some of those and some of those. And give me some of those and some of those. 
Oh, you're a pro. <laughs> First shop we go into, the guy will probably load us. He'll throw in his daughter and everything. Come on. His daughter? Sure. I'll take some of those. Some of those. <laughs> wait a minute now. Wait. Don't overstrain him. Here's a likely looking dive. Come on in. Come on. Don't forget. Lay it on good and thick. Sigur, here comes the owner. Well, gentlemen, what can I do for you, huh? <laughs> Huh? Uh, what? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Oh, oh. Well, I want Domino's and Domino's and Domino's. Hey, what are you doing? Making fun of me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I always talk like that. Oh, you do, eh? Well, why don't you? Because I can't help it. I'm an idiot. I'm sacred. <laughs> So you're saying I'm an idiot too, eh? Well, if you think you're an idiot, I'm not going to argue with you because I... What's that? Not just, just a minute. Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Don't, 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 wait. Don't hit him with, with that pot. Put down that pot. He put it down. Now pull it off my head. Oh. Oh. Now get out. Come on. Get off in that pyramid. All right. All right. We were just leaving. Woo. Come on, Turkey. Come on, boy. Woo. There you are. Look at, look at me. Woo. Look at me, son. You all right? Woo. Turkey, speak. Speak to me. I'll take some of those. Some of those. <laughs> Perfectly normal. He's yeah. all right. Something had happened to my cousin Orville. I could see that. Probably a touch of fever. We went into a cafe nearby and we ordered up a feast. Didn't have any money, but... This was no time to quibble. As we sat there eating, we noticed the manager showing a customer the door. Get out! Get out, you swine! Oh, 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 oh! <laughs> hey, Commando. What was, what was the trouble there? What? The trouble? Yeah. He was one Kolak short in his bill. I'll kill him! He's dainty, isn't he? <laughs> One Kolak short. Jeff, how much is a Kolak? Well, it's, it's less than a cent and a half. You mean they'd murder a guy for a cent and a half? Listen, how do you figure on paying for all this stuff? What's the matter? You scared? You got red blood, ain't you? Yeah, but I don't want to get it all over strangers. <laughs> Go ahead. Eat up. Have a good time. Fling me one of those fillets over there, will you? Forget about it. Hey. Hmm? You look over there. Those two guys making with gestures. I think they're looking at us. They want to speak to us, huh? To one of us. Go ahead, Junior. You ask them what they want, hmm? Listen, I'm not curious. Anyway, it's you they want, see? Hmm. Well, I guess I better go, huh? Yeah, if they get tough, don't worry about a thing. I'll be right here under the table. <laughs> Buy a rug for me, Jeff. Well, Jeff went over to talk to the two guys. I couldn't hear what they said, but they all kept looking back at me and counting up on their fingers. First it was five fingers, then it was ten. Then they shook hands all around, and Jeff came back to the table. Hi, Turkey. Hey, what are you so happy about? Who are those guys, the local bookmakers? Oh, Garçon, I'll check, please. The check? You got money? 230 Kolaks, please. Here's 230 Kolaks for the little snack and five for you. Well, come, come. Let little Orville in on this deal. How'd you get the spinach, old boy? It's a funny thing. Funny thing. A guy i never seen before in my life gives me 2,500 Kolaks. That's 200 federal diplomas. Are you listening? 200 skins? Mm -hmm. Why? What for? Oh, I stole him something. Well, you got nothing to sell. We already hocked your pivot tooth, and the Mayo Clinic refused my brain. <laughs> it wasn't much, but it was all I had, and was he anxious to get it? What'd you sell him? 
Uh, Orville, uh, I want you to keep very calm. Uh, what did you sell him? You. Oh, well, for a minute. Huh? Down, now. Me? Down. Me? Down. Wait a minute. Get that guy and give him those fish back. What's the matter with you? You can't sell me. I'm not a horse. It's just the way I comb my hair. <laughs> I know, Orville. You and I know you're not a horse, but these people are peculiar. What are you talking about? You going nuts? Why would a guy buy a guy? I don't know. I don't know. They buy anything. Any old junk. Well, why would he buy me? What does he want me for? I didn't ask him. Listen, do you know why they buy guys in a country like this? For slaves. They pick you, they, they hit you with whips. They put you to picking guayuli. They beat you and they beat you. Oh, they don't pick guayuli here. Well, they beat you for whatever they're picking. <laughs> why don't you guayuli. relax? Why don't you relax? Take it easy. I got this thing all figured out, see? Yeah? I got plans. Don't tell me about plans. All I know is I'm being caught with mine down. <laughs> I got the guy's address. I'm going to get you back, and when I do, we'll be 200 bucks ahead. What's that? Ten? Well, that's something. Certainly. Then a hundred of that's mine. That's what I'm telling you. Well, come on. Slip it to me. Put me in the higher brackets. No use giving it to you now. If anything goes wrong with my plans, why, the, the money'd be wasting. If anything goes wrong? Yes. Well, I'm getting out of here, see? You might have sold me, see? But you're not going to deliver me, see? Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, sir, see? I don't have to deliver you. They're coming to pick you up. Coming to... What? Yes. Who do you think you're playing with, children? You're talking to Turkey, the man with the muscles. We are ready, gentlemen. No, wait. Take his feet, Abdul. No, listen. So long, Orville. Now pick him up. Stop, wait, let go of me, let go, let... Well, the least you could do is wrap me as a gift. Too bad. You know, if he'd been a foot taller, I could have got another hundred. In just a few seconds, Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Ginny Sims will return in Act Two of The Road to Morocco. Now, here's a conversation overheard at a department store blouse counter. What do you think, Mary? I love that yellow. It reminds me of daffodils. Oh, what about this shocking pink? I'll just hold it up to my face before the mirror. No use. These high colors are no good with my skin. Oh, Janet Scott, will you stop talking like that? You make me so mad. Well, Mary B. Frank, doesn't my skin look dull as a dish rag? Well, let me ask you something. Do you ever take any real care of it? Well, I have so little time. Oh, Janet, nobody has any time nowadays. But you could have a nice complexion if you really wanted to. Beauty course, I suppose. A beauty course right at home, dear, and costing next to nothing. Now, will you promise me to do what I tell you for a month if I promise you that your skin's going to look prettier? <laughs> All right, it's a bargain. Let's make for the toilet goods counter and get some Lux soap. And here's what Mary told her friend to do. Use lots of the lather and smooth it well into your skin so as to get the full benefit out of it. Lux soap's lather is very creamy, cleanses like a charm. Now, rinse off, splash on plenty of warm water. Now, finish with cold. Now, here's a really soft towel. Pat your face dry. Don't rub. Simple, isn't it? Just do that two or three times a day to give your skin a quick beauty pickup. And above everything else, don't neglect it at bedtime. Be faithful about it. Do it for 30 days. Then, dear, you can give me your next coffee ration as a thank offering. Yes, 30 days of regular Hollywood care works wonders. There's a reason why nine out of ten lovely screen stars have used gentle white Lux toilet soap for years. It's a real beauty soap. You'll like the satiny feeling active lather gives your skin, the new freshness and loveliness it brings. Begin your Lux soap beauty facials tomorrow. Now, 
Our producer, Mr. DeMille. Act two of The Road to Morocco, starring Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Ginny Sims. Our story continues. The boys had just reached the point where Jeff Peters sold his cousin Orville for 2,500 Kolaks. Oh, what a heel I am. You ain't kidding, cousin. You're just a gremlin with ears. Jeff, tell us, how did you feel after they took Orville away? Did you have a twinge of conscience? Yes. Yes, I did. I I couldn't get to sleep that night for almost 20 minutes. Then, like, like in a dream, I seemed to feel the presence of another party. It was Aunt Lucy. She spoke to me. Jeffrey? Jeffrey? You must find Orville, Jeffrey. Aunt Lucy? You must find him at once. Bring him back. Well, gee, Aunt Lucy, I, I, I don't even know where to look. The fellow I sold him to was only a jobber. He, he, uh, he resold him later and wrote off his loss. Jeffrey, do you know you've turned out to be a regular stinker? <laughs> I guess you're right, Aunt Lucy. Can't you tell me where he is, hmm? Oh, I- I'm not supposed to, Jeffrey. I- it's against the rules. Oh, gee, come on, Aunt Lucy, gee, come on, well, tell me. Well, if you go to the marketplace... Then head east about 200 paces. You'll come to... Oh, oh, I I can't talk to you anymore now, Jeffrey. Here comes Mr. Jordan. (laughs) Well, I I went out to look for my cousin that night. There I was, walking through the streets of Karamish. All around me, strange sights and strange smells. But none of them was Orville. (laughs) Suddenly a note fell at my feet, a note wrapped in a stone. A stone wrapped in a note, and it wasn't meant to fall at your feet either. I picked it up and I read, Dear Jeff, flee for your life before it's too late. You can't do anything for me now. If you stick around, you'll only get us both into trouble, maybe killed. Say nothing to nobody about this. Flee, flee. Respectively yours, Turkey Peters. P.S. I am being tortured day and night. Flee, flee. F-L-E-A. Hmm? <laughs> That's Turkey. That's him, all right. Don't worry, old boy. I won't let you down. I'll get you out, all right. There before me stood a palace, gleaming like ivory in the moonlight. And as I approached, I heard music and a woman's voice singing. Constantly I look for you No day or two but constantly Constantly I wish you near And now you're here So close to me And it isn't magic And you do exist For after all I know when I've been kissed And you were meant to be My heart's delight Not just tonight, 
my way through the palace and at last found myself in a long tiled room. At all sides were Nubian slaves and dancing girls in dancing costumes, dancing. And on a mountain of pillows, a man in native costume lay reclining. I couldn't see his face for a lovely girl was smothering same in kisses. At last she stopped, the man sat up and said, Hey, somebody unbraid my toes, will you? Uh-huh, so this is where you are. Well, ain't this a pip? <laughs> Take it on the lamb, brother. We don't want any cheese today. Beat it. Who is this stranger? Leave the country and forget you even knew me, he says. Flee, he says. Flee. Why, you dirty double-crossing hoarder, you? Take that man away. Remove him from my sight. Yes, princess. Come. Let go. Let go. Come. Turkey, come on. Tell him to lay off. This is me, your friend. This is old Jeff, turkey, old buddy. Turkey? Why does he call you turkey? Oh, the fellow is mad. Take him away. Toss him to the crocodiles. The ones that still have their teeth. That Pepsodin is wonderful. <laughs> um, well, he's, he's my friend, I tell you. Let me go. Wait. Orville, do you know this man? Well, I never saw him before in all oh, my life. Oh, you dirty, underhanded, sickle snoot. We were kids together. We were in the same class for years. Till I got promoted. Let him go. The stranger will stay. Oh, but hun. Come, stranger. Sit here beside me. Well... <laughs> Yes. Now, Orville, I want you to tell me the truth. Do you know him? Well, I used to, but I kind of outgrew him. I don't dally much with riffraff these days, and he's a pretty raffy kind of a riff. <laughs> oh, yeah? What are you made up for, anyhow? What is this? Ladies' night in a Turkish bath or something? What time do you clean the pool? <laughs> Might interest you to know, Buster, that you're now looking at the future Prince of Karamish. Who? I'm going to be a pasha with the accent on the pash. Yeah. <laughs> Trouble is, you pashed out about ten years ago. Yeah, well, the Princess Shalmar and me are going to be married on, uh... When is the big day, dream thing? When the moon in its last quarter silvers the blossoms of the almond tree. That's Tuesday night about nine. Oh. <laughs> what a pity I should be listening to Hobby Lobby, I think. <laughs> See, how can a dream like you really go for a drip like this, anyhow? Well, it's written in the stars. I have been counseled by Hyder Khan, the wise one, to take this man for my husband, and I must obey. Well, old Hyder Khan must have been reading last year's racing form or something. Oh, is that so? Well, there's nothing you can do about it. See, I'm her Heathcliff, and believe me, I'm going to turn on the Heath. <laughs> she bought me, see? She bought you? Certainly. You sold me to her for 200 bucks. Yeah, no mistakes rectified after leaving the window. I feel like a black market, but just to show you there's no hard feelings, I'm going to stick around for the wedding. I'll even give you away, pal. Oh, now, just a second. You've already given me away. Come on, blow before I press a button and have your head served up in a cup and a saucer. Now, wait. Look, uh, look, come on. Now, wait. Cut out this shoving. Cut it out. See, there'll be a room full of teeth around here. Yeah, and you're going to look awfully funny with your gums showing. <laughs> you better get out of here. I might forget that I'm the prince. Not with that Arabian antimacassar you got on there. Get the sleeves on this Let book. go. Why, you, you ripped my sleeve. Do that again. He did it. Why, you do that again. Gentlemen, please. What is your name? Jeffrey. Jeffrey? Mm-hmm. Jeffrey, 
I want you to stay here with me. I, uh... <laughs> well, I, I could be very happy here. Um... Could you, Jeffrey? <laughs> uh-huh. Wait. <laughs> um, if he stays, I'm leaving. Do you hear? I'm leaving. Now, you can stay as long as you want to, Jeffrey. Sure, stick around. Nice to have you. <laughs> I knew why Jeff wanted to stay. He was trying to move in on me. He wanted to be the prince. That evening, just before dinner, my ladies-in-waiting came in to comb my hair and arrange my turban. A turban that's a stuffed fascinator with feathers. <laughs> I will never forget Miramar, my head lady-in-waiting, and I knew what she was waiting for. <laughs> me. Orville, oh, prince. Yes, Miramar? Why is the princess going to marry you, Orville? She was to have married Moulay Cassim, the desert sheik. Why has she changed her mind? Oh, I guess sheiks have gone out of style. What the modern girl wants is a nice, reliable wolf. <laughs> There's something very strange about it all. Something very, very strange. Well, it's a strange country, baby. They got butter here. <laughs> Orville, listen. If this were known, it would mean my death, but in my heart, there is a great love for you. You too? Say, does everybody get this kind of treatment in Karamish, or have I got a C-card? <laughs> Is my love hopeless? Or do you perhaps have some crumbs of affection for me? Oh, you know how a prince is. <laughs> Later on, I may set you up in a little hat shop or teach you how to siphon gas or something. <laughs> and because I love you, there is something I must tell you. I'm all ears, or haven't you noticed? Oh, listen. <laughs> The princess is unfaithful. She cares nothing for you. Don't be silly. Nobody throws away 200 bucks. Look, at this very moment, she and your best friend are in each other's arms in the gardens below. Well, I... What? Look, see them? Why, the low-down, filthy, double-crossing centipede. Why, the crawling lizard. I'll show them what a salami has got to go through. No, 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 no. Don't waste your anger upon them. Orville, I love you. Hey, let go. You and I thus, and thus, and thus, will my love consume you. The manufacturer, direct to consumer, I go. Oh, <laughs> beloved, kiss me. Thus, and thus, and... Comes you, it goes with your hand. You certainly know the right thing to becomes you. I'm thrilled at the sight, and I could get so romantic. You're all dressed up to go dreaming Now don't tell me I'm wrong What a night to go dreaming Mind if I tag along If I say I love you I want you to know It's not just because there's moonlight Although moonlight 
life becomes you. Oh. Say, Princess, uh, I want to ask you something. Supposing you sort of put off this wedding for a little bit and I sort of hung around a little bit and maybe learned a couple of choruses of black magic or something and you got to <laughs> grew to like me a little bit. And wouldn't that change things a little bit, hmm? No, Jeffrey, it would not. I like you now. The more I get to like you, the more reason I'll have to marry Orville. You like me, so you're going to marry Orville. Boy, that's a new kind of brush. That is the way it must be. But look, look, look at here now. Listen, listen, it's Moulin Kassim. I must leave you. But good princess, night. princess. No, good night. Where is he, this, this dog? Hold your anger, Kasim. Wait until you've heard. I have already heard. You are planning to marry this, this American. Yes, Kasim, but it's only because... Enough! Come, Ahmed. Let us find this jackal. No, no, wait. First, you must hear the words of Hyder Khan, the wise one. Hyder Khan, tell him what the stars have said. Oh, lion of the desert, it is here written that the first husband of the Princess Shalma will die a violent death within a week of the marriage. What is that you say? It is also written that her second husband will be blessed with long life and happiness. Now do you understand, Kasim? The American as my first husband will die within the week. And then I will be free to marry the man I love. <laughs> this is a great joke. Kiss me, Shalma. Kasim. I heard them say it, Orville. The prince's first husband will die within a week. Miramar, that's ridiculous. I tell you because I love you. Listen, the wedding is all planned. I just spent my last three ration points for rice. <laughs> but there were two fellows here just now measuring me for some sort of an outfit. Measuring you? Yeah, I guess they're the royal dressmakers. No, my beloved, no. They are royal undertakers. They were measuring you for a coffin. You mean a zoot suit with a wood hood? <laughs> yes. If you marry her, you die. Hiya, Turkey. What's new in the Pasha racket? Jeff, I'm hmm? glad you came in. Look, <laughs> sit down. I gotta have a talk with you. Now, look, Orby, I've been doing a lot of thinking. There's no use of you and I talking or arguing anymore. I'm gonna beat it on out of here. No, 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 that's it. You're not. You don't have to. Look, I'm the guy that's shoving off, and you're taking Shalmar. See, I'm giving her to you. Well, well, wait a minute. Wait, what, what are you, uh, what are you cooking up here? The last gal you gave me was that lady wrestler up at the St. Nicholas Rink. What's behind all this? Well, I got to thinking about the burying. I mean, the marrying. Mm -hmm. And I got a hunch it wouldn't last. I got a feeling in a week I'd be cold. I mean, uh, and besides, I got a girl, see? Hello, Miramar. My sweet. <laughs> I met her at the harem right off the assembly line. <laughs> nice model. Yeah, and this is one I know won't be frozen for the duration. He's going to fly with me. My love will consume him thus, and thus, and thus. <laughs> you know, a girl can eat too much yeast, you know. <laughs> Go away for a second, honey, will you? Oh, this is a whole new shuffle, huh? You two. Well, wait till Shalmar hears about this. Yeah, but it's not going to be easy to get Shalmar to give me up, you know. Oh, naturally, it's just going to tear the heart out of her. But she might settle. She might settle for me. Yeah, well, that's the spirit, and I'll be right behind you. Sure. Sure, sure. Well, so long. My beloved, why don't we fly right away? Look, high octane. <laughs> why don't you just fly around and warm your motor up? I'll join you later, huh? <laughs> Orville, Orville, 
Wake up. Wake up, Orville. Okay, okay, I'll get a job tomorrow. Orville, it's Aunt Lucy. Wake up. <gasps> oh, Aunt Lucy? Orville, how can you sleep after what you've done to Jeffrey? You've got to tell him the truth. Oh, but I ain't doing nothing. Look what he did to me. I insist that you tell him. No. You must. I won't. Orville, when you were a little boy and you said won't, do you remember what I did to you? Well? Well, there's still a little steam in the old wing. Ow! And the next time, I'll slap you in the face. I don't know, Princess. This this just doesn't add up. I, I want you, and you say you want me, and Orville says it's okay, and still you're going to marry him. I told you, Jeffrey. It's something I can't explain. Orville and I are going to be married, and that's all I have to say. Oh, Princess! Oh, right of Karamish! Well, Hyder Princess, listen and be merciful. I have made a calamitous error. You must not marry that American. You must marry Moulay Kasim. Moulay Kasim? Speak. I must hear everything. Oh, Princess, when I read the stars in the heavens that night, I read them wrong. How could you? Princess, forgive me. A fly got in the telescope. Then, then my husband will not die? No. Jeffrey, isn't it wonderful? What's wonderful about it? It just means Turkey's back in circulation and you get tied up to Mully Kasim. Mully Kasim? Yeah. Oh, Jeffrey, you may feel strange about marrying a princess, but I'll spend the rest of my life trying to live it down. You mean me? Yes. Oh, how about this? Wait till I break the news to Fatter than Me. So that's why little Orville was so anxious to hand you over to me, huh? <laughs> Wait till I tell that boy. Well, well, don't say anything to him right now, Jeffrey. Not just yet. We must make plans for departure before Moulay Kasim hears. Cosma, prepare a, a caravan. We will leave at once. <laughs> Now, listen, Jeff. What's the matter? Why don't you get some sense into that shell and just you and me blow, huh? Well, we're going to the United States to get hooked up, I tell you. This character, Kasim, is trying to kidnap her. Boy, what a sneaky way for Lockheed to get welders. Listen, Jeff. <laughs> you're in a bad spot. That guy, Hyder Khan's got that jinx of his spread all over the world. Oh, yeah? Let's see him mess around in Brooklyn. Princess! Princess Molay Kasim! Uh-oh, here comes Murdoch Incorporated. Princess, he knows all! Jeffrey, Jeffrey hide! Too late! Oh, that is your plan, running away with this, this dog. Don't call me a dog. Why not? The Cocker Spaniels resent it. <laughs> Look, I'm not mixed up in this at all, Moulay. I just work here. Do you lie to Kasim? No, Moulay, settle down. It's a big switch now. I gave her up. I'm on your side. I'm your friend. They're ducking out on you, the dirty double-crossers. What do you think we ought to do with them? What is this? Nice going, Junior. Silence! Who is this goat? This moon-faced son of a one-eyed donkey? I wouldn't let him call me that, Jeff, even if there is a resemblance. <laughs> Listen here, big boy. Where do you come off cutting in here? Go on. Go play cops and robbers someplace else. Beat it. Scat. Shoot. Boy, now you're telling him. Go yeah. on. Slap his teeth out. I'll hold your coat. What? Well, I'll hold your coat, too. <laughs> in fact, I'll take it out and get a press. Cassim, please listen. Quiet. Come here, donkey. You would dare oppose the will of Kasim? Oppose your will? Why, you'll be writing one if you mess around with me, Jack. Oh, now you're talking. Go ahead, take a poke at him. We're not afraid of him, are you? Enough! <laughs> you're coming with me. Who, me? Both of you. Abdul, put them on horses. The princess also. Now listen, friend. Look, what's up? What do you think you're going to do? Yeah, what about me? I'm innocent, I tell you. Moulay Kasim will take care of you on the desert. You shall die slowly. Your ears shall be sliced off and dried on sticks. 
The buzzards will feast on your nose. What? That's 16 points right there. (laughs) We pause now for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Here's the curtain for the third act of The Road to Morocco, starring Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Jenny Sims. Our two heroes, Jeff and Orville Peters, are facing a horrible fate. You will remember that Jeff, instead of Orville, was supposed to marry Shalmar. Because Miramar told Orville that Haider Khan told Shalmar that Muley Kasim, not Jeff, would die in Orville's place if Shalmar married Jeff and not Orville. Oh, what am I saying? <laughs> Uh, if Jeff marries Shalma and Muley Kasim marries Orville, Muley Kasim himself and not Shalma will Jeff. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're a little confused, aren't you? Well, uh, well it's a very confusing story, Mr. Peters. I... Well, you got the whole thing balled up. What, uh, what seems to be the trouble, sir? This uh, man here is gumming up the works. This, <laughs> this bystander here. Oh, yeah? Well, uh... Uh, gentlemen, I, I, I'm the producer, you know. Yes, yes, we know. I'll tell you what you do, uh, Bob. Just go over there and sit down. Hmm? What? Go ahead, go ahead, friend. Find a nice corner over there and lux your socks. Just a minute, just a minute. Go ahead. Blow a few bubbles. Let's not argue with them. Let's, <laughs> let's pick up our soap and get out of here. Yeah, Come on. No, please, care. gentlemen, gentlemen. I, I'm sorry. I'm very, very sorry. It's all right, Bob. It's all right. Think nothing. Go ahead, Orville. Go right along. Where were we before? Yes. The... What is this? <laughs> People walk in here. Oh yeah, we're working in an alley. Malay Kasim. <laughs> Malay Kasim had us bound hand and foot. They carried us out into the desert, and there they left us under the broiling sun. Our hands were chained behind our backs. Our legs were staked to the ground. Around our necks they placed a seventy-pound iron weight. A few hours later, we were walking across the desert toward wait, a distant uh, mirage. Wait, uh, whoop, you skipped mm-hmm. something there. Yeah, what? Those chains and stuff, how'd we get out of them? Oh, <laughs> you think we ought to tell them? Mm, no, they wouldn't believe it anyway. <laughs> okay, let's not tell them. <clears throat> After all, does Macy's tell Gimbel's? Nah. <laughs> let's get on with this thing, huh? There we were, stumbling through the desert sands. The sun was beating down on us. Yeah, fine pal you are, letting me give Shalmar up and all the time you knew you weren't going to die. Now, what did you do? You were going to let me marry her because you thought I was going to get knocked off inside a week. Listen, this is no time to argue. Hey, look up there in the sky. You know what they are, don't you? They're buzzards. Yeah, they're carrying finger bowls, too. (laughs) Fine way to end up a box lunch for a bird. There's a switch, Junior. A bird getting you. Hey, turkey! Take a look over there. Gee, a lot of tents stuck right out in the middle of the desert. What do you make of it? I don't know. Wait a minute. You see those guys? Those are Mullay Kasim's gorillas. Yep, and that joint must be their hideout. Well, we've got to save the girls. It's up to us now, Turkey. We'll have to storm the place. You storm. I'll stay here and drizzle. <laughs> I tell you, we've got to get in there. Hey, I've got something that can't miss. So have they. Guns. What have you got? Listen, now get this. We go in disguised as a horse. Yeah, that's a good... What? A horse. We skin a horse and we get inside. It's a cinch. I got four nags in the Kentucky Derby that way once. <laughs> Look, Bubbles, the only horse you ever had in the Derby, you got in the Brown Derby. <laughs> and they went in as filet mignons. <laughs> come on, come on with me, we'll find this horse skin. Okay. Gee, you wouldn't think it was possible, would you? Two guys inside a horse skin. I'll bet we look like a real horse, eh? Hey? <laughs> 
Hey, Turkey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine way back here. I feel like the tail gunner on a flying fortress. <laughs> boy, keep walking now. We walk right past that guard. You see him? I see him, yeah, but does he see us? Sure. He thinks we're a horse, see? He's looking at us right now. He still thinks we're a horse. Yo! Did he get you? Yeah, right where the plow should have been. <laughs> Come out, you swine who was hiding in that horse skin. Well, ain't nobody in here excepting just us horses. Bullet, Kasim, quick! It is the two swine. So, you return once again, eh? Oh, now wait, Mullet. We can explain Take this. Take them away. Take them to the guardhouse and bring me back their ears. Come, come, old man. You're taking this meat shortage too seriously. <laughs> Fine thing. First you sell me for 200 bucks, then I'm going to marry the princess. Then you cut in on me, then we're carried off by a desert sheik. Now we're sitting behind bars waiting to have our heads chopped I off. I know all that. Yeah, but the people who tune in on the middle of the program don't. You <laughs> mean they miss my song? Hey, what's all that? Hey, guard, who are those guys? That's a great sheik, Neb Jola and his men. Friend of Kasim's? No, the enemy of Kasim. For ten years there's been a war, but tonight Kasim has invited him to his wedding as a token of peace. Now be silent, both of you. You ought to take something for your throat. You... <laughs> Jeff, Orville. Shalmar, where are you? Over here by the window, quick. Shalmar, any word from the governor? Shh, shh, shh. Listen, listen. I got permission to bring food. In this bowl, you will find native clothes and blacking for your faces. What good are native clothes? Why didn't you bake us a nice cake with a landmine in it? See, I've worked out a plan. It is complete except for one detail. Now, you put the clothes on, put black on your faces, and they'll think you're Arabs. Yeah, but how do we get out of this jail? Oh, Jeff, that's a detail I haven't worked out. Oh, grand, grand, grand. Who's there? The guard is coming. I must fly. That's a great idea she's got. What's going on here? Oh, nothing. Say... Did anybody ever escape from this jail? Once, about a year ago, two men got out. Oh, yeah? Tell me, chum, uh, how'd they do it? It was an accident. Till I had a cigarette, I placed my rifle in the window like this. Hello. Oh, interesting. And then what happened? One of the fellows reached through the window, grabbed the rifle, and pointed it at me. Oh, you mean like this? Exactly. Yeah. Except that he put it right up against my head. Oh, you mean like this? Yes, and then... Oh, stick them up. And give us those keys. Hurry or we'll spread you, brother. Oh, I've done it again. A few minutes later, two natives appeared outside our the wedding party tent. Two figures muffled to the ears. Clark and Tyrone Peters. That's Turkey and me. Look, Jeff, I don't get this. What's frying? Well, I'm cooking up some small sabotage here. Mullah Kasim and Neb Jola are friendly tonight, but they're really enemies, right? Right. Now, here's the plan. We're natives, see? So listen. What are you laughing at? You're breathing down my neck. <laughs> you get the plan? Oh, I get it. Divide and conquer. Brother against brother. Yeah, come on. Stop the music. Nebjola, so great is my joy tonight that I wish to share it with you. May our tribes live together in peace for a thousand years. My hand on that, Kasim. And you are fortunate indeed to win the love of so beautiful a princess. She cannot wait for my kisses upon her lips, can you, my dove? Kasim, you shall soon know how I feel about you. There? <laughs> you hear? Oh, Mule Kasim, oh, lion of the desert. Yes, Nebish, what is it? <laughs> Two native horsemen have arrived, oh, lion. They beg entrance. Send them in, Nebish. All are welcome tonight. Enter, horsemen. Oh, greetings, oh, sheik. Greetings, oh, lion of the sands. We bring you felicitations on your wedding. Welcome, friends. And from what tribe are you? Who is your master? Our master, uh, my, uh, he's the great sheik, uh, Bulbul Albul Bulbul Bene Bene. 
spelled backwards, spells Benny the Bull. <laughs> he says to congratulate you on our wedding to the beautiful Shalmar. Our greetings, O Shalmar. Why, well, you... You met a... It's F.J. and Erkite. What tongue is this? Uh, these men speak a strange language, Oshik. I learned it from one of their tribesmen. From what country? Oakland Bray. <laughs> Friends, you may tell your master that I accept his greetings. Tell him also that Mule Kasim and Neb Jola are now brothers. No! Yes. Well, great news, O Lion of the Desert. Yes, great news. And will you forget, O Lion, that Neb Jola said you ought to have your mane clipped? Oh, <laughs> what? That? That? that is a lie. I never said it. Well, it doesn't matter. That's all a thing of the past. Certainly drop it. Like drop the it. time Mullah Kasim called Jala a jerk. Jerk Jala, he said oh, you oh, oh, No, never, Your Highness. If I thought that was true, my tribesmen here would tear your men into little bits. Oh, now, don't fight, boys. There's nothing to get excited about. Certainly not. Your brothers. They're right, Neb Jola. There must be no shedding of blood. Please, my friend. Uh, very well. I will forget it. Sure, sure. Everything is forgotten tonight. Say, Nebjola. Oh, boy, will you ever forget the time you sneaked in a Mule's harem? What? <laughs> My harem? Nebjola. Will you believe this, swine? You snake, you viper. It's a lie. Here, here, here. Now, quiet, everybody. Sit down, Mule. Sit down, Neb. What's the matter with you guys? Sure, it's all in fun. If you Very laugh. well, but no more insults. Your Highness, my word. Yes, now we are friends again. It is good. What does it matter if once you were enemies? Tonight, Malay, Kasim, and Neb... Ow! <laughs> Why, Ned Chola, you pinched me. What? You swine! <laughs> she lies! I never pinch! Well, somebody did. This is the finish! Now, boys, boys, don't shoot each other. Don't shoot. No, use your knives. Here we go! Spread your wings. Well, that's that's the story. We escaped during the brawl, and we reached the coast by camelback. Then a boat to Lisbon, and then home to Brooklyn, and here we are. Gentlemen, that's one of the greatest adventure stories I've ever heard. And the girls? I suppose you married them. The girls? Oh, uh, well, uh, Turkey, the girls. What's the matter? The girls, Shalmar and Miramar. Well, what about them? Where are they? Well, you ought to know. I gave them to you. You did not. I was taking care of the tickets. Don't say that. Right there in the dock in Morocco. I said, here's the girls. I'll take the baggage. Well, how did I know what bags you meant? <laughs> Turkey, I'll bet they're standing there on that dock now. Yeah, well, what are we waiting for? Come on. Well, come on. Gentlemen, come back. Hangway, son. Hey, which way is the road to Morocco? If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals, too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show 
with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.